Welcome to the Echo Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Justin Box. Life is about navigating trials and believing that we can have full levels of joy, peace and hope in it all. Because the way this whole deal is meant to work is it's, it's meant to be constant. But we're wired that when something bad happens, we can't give. So when stuff comes up in my life, I can't give. And there's seasons of wisdom where you need to hide for a bit and get better, of course. And we have people in our life that help direct that. But we believe the lie that if I don't do this or if I don't do, think this or if I'm over here, I can't give. And it's a lie. Because we're meant to just be a constant flow of grace. Does that make sense? I want to read Ephesians 2, 5 to 8. Ephesians 2, 5 to 8. I'm not sure if it'll be up on the screen, um, but I'll read it out. Because I've presented some, some challenges this morning. And if we don't actually have a key that helps us with it, then we're wondering. And I, I'm aware, and it's almost on purpose, I don't give a lot of practical tools. Because I'm really passionate about us doing the stuff. I'm so passionate about the church digging in during the week. Because I I can't control you. I can't force you. I can't live your life. I can't tell you what to think. I can present stuff that I feel is God speaking to this church. And then we have a responsibility to go, am I going to chew on it? Am I going to dig into it? Am I going to apply it? Am I going to learn it? Because you can hear me speak for three years and nothing change. And the same for me. And I'm really challenged by it. But I just want to hit grace again this morning. Because we spoke about grace, how that helps us honour people. Because honouring people's hard. Because people are hard. <laughs> and, we all, and we all think different. And we've all got stuff going on. And often in pain and, and crazy seasons, we present our worst. So actually seeing them and people according to what they're what they are, the gold in them, and not stumbling over what they're not is true honour. And how honour's not agreement. So we can still like disagree about stuff, but still see the gold in them and treat them according to that. So I presented over a few weeks this, this whole area of honour and how we're actually called to love and value and honour all people and not stumble over what they're not, not stumble over the junk or their past or their poor choices. And, and it is actually impossible But that's where grace comes in because grace, that word kindness and favour, it gives us the ability. It gives you the ability that you didn't have before. That co-worker right now that's just annoying you. That family member, that one that's coming over Christmas Day when you're just preparing for it and you're you're just like, I don't even want to go. But this is real life and and the Lord has actually, he said in Corinthians, Paul said, hey, love motivates us now so that we no longer look at people through a limited human perspective. That's the Passion Translation. And I'm like, man, every single day I, I find it hard to see the gold in people. I'm getting better at it, but it's hard. And what's the critical key that helps us honour when we disagree, 
when someone annoys us, when they present their worst. And it's grace. It's not a fancy word. Like It's become this just big fancy word that, oh, Christian, grace, grace, grace. And all we think of it is unmerited, undeserved favor. But if you look up the Greek word, you won't find that. You won't actually find that when you look up the original context to grace. It's the word charis, and it means the kindness and favor. And if we've got that PowerPoint, can you put that one up about grace? Here we go. So good. Grace in the Greek is the word charis. So this book is, is way bigger and way fatter and wider and longer and deeper than we realize. It actually gives life when we read it. Not because the pages are magical, but because it's, it's pointing us and leading us into a relationship with the author. And the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. So when we read it, the spirit of truth grabs a hold of truth because he's the spirit of truth and he guides us into all truth. That's John 16. So there's something about when we read this, we get changed because it leads us into a relationship, into an encounter with the author. Does that make sense? We're talking about grace. And it's mentioned 156 times in the New Testament. And it means, this is what it means, the Greek. You can look it up yourselves. The state of kindness and favor towards someone, often with a focus of on a benefit given to the object, the receiver. By extension, gift, benefit, credit, words of kindness, kindness and benefit. If we broke down grace, if we broke down grace in all the 156 times it's used in the New Testament, we could accurately and confidently come to the conclusion that grace is the kindness and favor of God that gives us the ability that we didn't have before. So, the key to actually honoring is grace. We need grace. We need to know how to experience grace, receive grace, and then give it away. It's a big deal. So everything that I presented today is impossible. It is actually impossible to live this kind of way, but the Lord has presented this as truth, and if he's presented it as truth, he provides a way so that we can live it out. Grace doesn't just stop at salvation. Ephesians 2.8 For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of yourselves, it is the gift from God. So we didn't have the ability to believe in Jesus. But grace appeared and gave us faith. So this whole deal about honouring, well, we can't do anything without faith. That's a... Hebrews is clear. Like it's impossible to please God without faith. Hebrews is crystal clear. But how do we do this whole honouring deal? Like it is faith. We've got to have faith that, that, that God has called us to treat people according to how he sees them. So we've got to get to that point of actually believing that, yeah, yeah, I believe that you've called me to this lifestyle. But how do we get to that point of believing? It's this grace that appears. So the prayer isn't give me faith. The prayer is give me grace. Because grace gives you the ability that you didn't have before. And when we start to go on this journey of praying these prayers and, and using this language about grace, like I'll ask speakers to come out and their language now is, I'll ask the Lord if there's grace on it. 
Like, is there grace on it? Is, is it going to give me the ability that I didn't have before to come out? Because I don't want to come out and just do it for the sake of it. Like moving house, um, going after this job or that job or making this decision. Like good language for us to start using is, is there grace on it? Is he on it? Oh, I don't feel the grace on it. Because we use peace. We don't feel the peace on it. That's great. But the grace is the enablement, is the empowerment for decisions, for, for, for understanding truth, for demonstrating the kingdom, for praying for people. It's a bigger word than we realize. We've reduced it to unmerited and undeserved. Here's some grace. You're no good. And here you go. Now that's buried in there in the translation. Of course it is. But this whole deal of grace is such a big deal. Such a big deal. Because we cannot look towards Jesus and receive him on our own. It was by grace that we had faith. We cannot raise the dead. We cannot do it. But by grace, through faith, we can which is good news for Echo. Amen? Grace is the constant flow of the kindness and favour of God flowing in a believer's life. I want to look at Ephesians 4.16. We're going to wrap up soon. But this verse is really stuck out as being really key for where we're at. We spoke about Ephesians 4, 7 to 16. So verse 16 was really the culmination of all of that passage around the fivefold and about establishing that ministry and, a, and about establishing a structure in church that helps us all grow so that we actually value the signs and wonders and the perspective from heaven. We start to value the, the hearing and seeing through the spirit, the prophetic. We start to value the word of God, the teacher. We start to value people, the pastoring, the care, the love. And we start to value people that don't know Jesus, the evangelist. So we, start, we started to look at this whole deal of how we position ourselves to honor them. And, and what did they carry? What did Jesus say they carried? They carried grace. So what's the purpose of that fivefold ministry for the church? It's grace. So that they release grace to you so that you can do what you couldn't do before. This is repeat, fully aware it's repeat. But I feel the Lord really strongly on this, that how are we positioning ourselves to receive grace? When Steve Backlund was ministering on the Saturday and the Tuesday, there was a grace released. Those in the room, you could feel it. You could feel it grow. There was an impartation. There was a release of grace, which gave us the ability to do what we couldn't do before, which we all experienced the joy of the Lord in new ways and new levels, which brought freedom. So that's why we're really particular in bringing speakers out, where I'm not concerned about getting the toppest, biggest person so that we look great. It's all around the grace they carry. It's specific. Justin carries a pastoral grace. He carries a grace. And everyone who's had a, a counselling session with him walk away going, this is ridiculous. Katie said, oh, that's all good. We had a session with him as well. Because um, it's good to just have sessions. Like you don't have a counselling session when you need to have a counselling session. Yes, but do it before you need a session. Amen? So Lee and I have a couple of sessions a year because it's just good to do. So yeah, not throwing you out of the bus. But, but Katie walked away saying, I've been doing counselling for two years, diploma, 
of counselling. She said, I learnt more in one session with Justin than I did the whole course. Why? It's supernatural. It's immaterial. We all carry a grace. And we're learning how to receive and how to give. And the first structure that helps us value each other is this fivefold. It's, it's this structure of the church. So we start to learn. We're going to bring some teachers in next year. Am I teaching? Yeah. But do I have the... Anyway, I'm not going to go into that. But there's people that actually carry it. They burn for it. It's all they think about. So we get to position ourselves under it. And what happens when a grace is released? We start to love the Bible more. We start to value it. It's supernatural. It's like, I I humbled myself. I quietly slipped my hands out in receive mode while the teacher was preaching. And I said, I don't get this whole weird impartation thing, but I'm just going to try and believe that something's going to happen when they teach. And like two days later... I started to want to read the Bible. And I'm, this is what happens. It's what happens. It's what's meant to happen. You're not meant to figure this out on your own. You're not meant to go through all da-da-da-da-da-da all on your own. He's equipping the church so that everyone plays this special role. And then it goes next level. Guess what, guys? Every single person in this room has a grace. They carry a grace. You might read it in your Bible as a gift. But the word is grace in the Greek. So you carry a gift. Yeah, I know I carry a gift. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure I do. <laughs> but, but if you don't know what it is, how can you give it away? Because this church needs you. Not so that we can fulfill our mission, but we're a group, we're a family, we're a body. We're, we're agreeing together. We're going, yep, I agree with that. We're going to do this. We want to see this. This is a move. Wonders are still what you do. Bodies are still being raised. Mountains are still being slain. I want to be a part of it. I want to grow. But guess what? You can't do it on your own. You need things that other people carry. Christianity is not a philosophy. It is a completely supernatural experience where there is more going on than we realize. But if we're only in this first realm area where it's a cognitive approach to Christianity, you'll always struggle. Yes! <laughs> Be encouraged. Yeah. <laughs> Ephesians 4.16. As we wrap up, I can't even say the time because the bunting flags are in the way. Okay, I can see it. Nick's feeling great. Ephesians 4.16, boom. So this is the culmination of all that fivefold ministry teaching, which I just sort of summed up. That's the whole, this is the culmination of it. What's the point? Jesus wanted to build his church. He chose five people, five gifts, five graces, and said, put them in the church and everything will work. Here we go. He makes the whole, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. Not partially, perfectly, here's the cracker, as each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy, growing and full of love. 
that great? Each part. Each person, each part. Each part means each person. So let's talk about this room today. Each person, each part. Great teaching on the, the body, the church body being like a human body. All different parts make us all work. My brain could tell me to walk, but if I didn't have feet, I'd struggle. I could learn, but there's still a dysfunction. And the Lord's really ringing this bell on the necessity for the church, meaning each part, to become aware of the gift and to become aware of the grace that they carry so that they start to exercise it, they start to put it to use, and they start to give it away. And I, and I feel this, that the Lord is actually saying that to the degree that we learn what's in us and start to give it away will be the degree that we grow. Because it's often we can just come here and get fat. And we listen to podcasts. Amen. Amazing. Worship. Wow. So great. This is great. Services. Oh, the what is awesome. Everything that you're doing. Echo Community. The fun day. Yeah, great, 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 great. Teaching's amazing. Worship's amazing. But it's like, hang on. Each part, as each part does its own, own special work, it makes the other parts grow. And what's the point of it? So that the whole body, so that Echo Church becomes healthy and growing and full of love. Each part. Every single person in this room has a significant, vital role to play in the building and health of this church. <laughs> and it's super challenging because there's all types of personalities and temperaments, all types of history with church, with leaders, busyness, life, lists, stuff. But I guarantee you that you were born, born to contribute in life. Let's remove church. Whatever you're a part of or whatever you're saying yes to or whatever, whatever is, is in your heart that you're associated with or attached to, whether it be family, work, church, any other organisation, make no mistake, there's something that has been deeply put in you by God for you to contribute. Which, what does that do? It brings significance. What does significance do? It brings a value that I feel like I'm contributing, I'm significant, I'm being valued because of who I am. And I feel like that's where, we're, that's where we are. And I feel like the whole year's just been a setup, just with what we've been presenting. And I'm going to finish with Romans 12. I've been trying to get this out for like six weeks. I'm so happy I'm going to do it today. So we're talking about grace. We're talking about how it gives us the ability that we didn't have before. And we're talking about how not only the fivefold carry a grace that is released so that we can do what we couldn't do before, but we each carry a gift and carry a grace. And that's when it gets exciting. So that church won't work if it's just the worship team. Imagine if it's just the worship team and we're just like this. 
cannot wait till this finishes. <laughs> Too loud. Mucked up some chords for a while. Yeah, it's just not my thing. Oh, no, it's him again speaking. <laughs> like it. <laughs> it's that really good-looking bald guy again. <laughs> that has phenomenal fashion sense. He, he probably should wear a collar. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. We can pray. Yeah, 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 Ken. Yeah, yeah, talking about Ken. Um, <laughs> but we've, we're understanding that he, he's, he's calling us all to be a part of this. And we, 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 on purpose, did the school. And a majority of people, I'm guessing 50 maybe, did the Discovering Your Why course which I'm not going to say this is discovering your grace course, but it's, it's in that same ball. Discovering your why, discovering your gift, discovering your grace, who you are, what makes you tick, discovering your why, your reason and purpose. Because when you know your why, you know what you bring. And you start becoming confident. But if you don't know, you don't know. So often there's timidity when I say, hey, can you pray for that person? It's like, ah! <laughs> it's like, ah! It's like, I'm not actually sure. I haven't been on the journey to be confident. I'm not even sure I believe it. Let's get to Romans 12 or we'll never do it. So that's our context today. We're talking about grace that gives us the ability and not just fivefold, but among us because we each have something that we each need. I need something from Brett. I'm not for, I'm, I, cannot, I cannot be complete, healthy and lacking nothing and full of love and growing if I don't receive from each other. If I don't receive from Brett. It's just true. All right, here we go. Romans 12, 1, 8. Drum roll. Goodness me. Hmm. Have we got it? Yes. All right, here we go. You know the first, I know the first one and two verses. Okay, we're going to read that and then we're going to move on because you probably haven't read verse three. All right. <laughs> Therefore, I urge you, Brethren, brothers, sisters, people, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Great. Don't have time to talk about that. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove, keyword prove, not approve, prove what the will of God is. That which is good and acceptable and perfect. We're not going into that. We've done 20 hours of teaching on that over the last two years. Verse 3 is going to sum up and culminate all what we're talking about, about grace and the people and the body. Don't read ahead, Brett. So saw you reading. For through the grace, all right, we'll go back to this, all right? For through the grace given to me, Paul's saying this, wow, okay, so he's, he's been given grace. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. Let's pause on verse 4. So Paul's saying, I've, according to the, I've, I've got grace. I've got grace. Grace has been given to me. Then he makes a massive statement. 
Because we often say, I don't have faith. I don't have enough faith. I don't have faith. Oh, my faith's dead. Oh, my faith's weary. Oh, I'm lacking in faith. Well, the Bible says that God has allotted to each a measure of faith. So you actually have a measure of faith. That's great. You have a measure of faith. So if you just say, I just don't have faith for that, wrong. But what does faith need? Faith needs nurturing. Faith is like a seed. They talk about faith. Jesus talks about faith being like a mustard seed. But then he talks about John the Baptist having great faith, great prophet. He talks about great faith from people demonstrating it. So faith does grow. Romans 10, 17, and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. So faith does grow. If we never read, never pray, never talk to God, faith will not grow and you'll only just have the measure that you once received. But he's calling you to things that you've never done before. So the faith has to grow along with the call. Does that make sense? Because that's just true. Okay, so, but he's allotted to each a measure of faith. Verse four, for just as we have many members in one body and all the members do not have the same function, Verse 5, so we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. That's amazing. Interconnected. Not codependent, not independent, but interdependent. So we who are, verse 5 again, so we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. That's full on. Verse 6, check this out. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. So we're fitted in a body, connected with the head Jesus, but we need to be connected one another, they're saying. But it's according, since we have gifts that differ, so all of us have different gifts, but it all is, I'm getting so excited, according to the grace that's given us. So you've got a gift. Every single person in here has faith, a measure of faith allotted to you, given to you, because he knows your whole life and what you're called to. Every single person has a gift in here, but what, what is it determined by? It's according to the grace given to you. That's why comparison needs to die. That's why, oh, if I just had their life. That's why Instagram's an issue, because it's the highlight reel. It's like, it's not true. Yeah, that's true. But it's also, it's also true that this happened. Look how cute my baby is. But I didn't post a photo when they, they did like a massive poo in the car, like uh, Zoe and Ross and Kylie, and she started playing with it and rubbing it all over her whole body in the car. True story, guys. Go Kylie Dwyer Facebook and you'll scroll down. But we love the photos of her smiling but that's true, but that's true as well. <laughs> we had a good morning of some bold statements today, haven't we? Since we have gifts that differ according, Mitch, can you jump up? Yay! According to the grace given to us. And then this comma, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. According to what? The gift on you is significant. It's meant to contribute. Why? Because you matter. You are born to be significant. You are born to be valued. You are born to be seen. What you are and what you bring matters. You have a gift, but it's according to the grace given to you. 
What does that mean? The kindness and favour of God that gives you the ability that you didn't have before. And often it's scary. It's actually scary to, to start to look in and go, what, are, what am I passionate about? What is the gift on my life? What is the, what's the grace on my life? Because when you know it, the goal is that you start giving it away. Like we're not just made, not, we're not just made, we go, yep, it's all about family, 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 family. I'm like, oh, I burn for my family. It's not, it's just about work, career, 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 and then retirement, I'll do stuff. I'm like, ah, oh, no, it's not just about that. It's just about church, church, church. I'm like, no, it's about the kingdom. It's about the king. And how, how can he infiltrate and be a part of every speck of my life where I'm not coming to church to get fed? Because if, if we eat once a week, how do we go? But the Lord's changing the mentality about truth and what the Bible says and what's possible for us. And I'm so excited. But make no mistake that each part, when each part does its own, its own, say own, own special work. I'm going to read maybe 17 more scriptures. No, I'll read one more. Last scripture, Ephesians 3, 1 to 2. Why does Paul say at the start of every letter, his 13 letters, probably to start and finish, why does he say grace and peace to you? It's not a catchphrase. It's a supernatural impartation, which can be received or rejected. Ephesians 3, 1 to 2. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ. He's saying this from a jail cell. For the sake of you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace, which was given to me for you. There's two things there. Stewardship is to take careful manage of in the Greek. So you've been given a gift. You've been given a grace. Strong language, but what are you doing to look after it? How are you exercising it how are you putting it to use are people benefiting from the grace that's on your life because the kingdom's upside down the more you give away the more life and love and health comes your way it, it's just the way it works that's why there's people in this church that never tithed and gave money and they started doing it a few months ago and the blessing's ridiculous and the economics of this church are ridiculous. So to take careful manage of it, let's stand to our feet. But to understand that Paul's saying crystal clear, the grace that was given to me was actually for you. So that's why he said in Romans 1.11, I long to be with you so that I may impart some spiritual gift to you that you might be established. There was something that Paul could not do in a letter. So he had to be around them. And he imparted his life. He imparted the grace. So let's just put our hands out in front of us.
He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Yeah, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. And I just declare right now that this next season, the end of October, December, January, that you would, Lord, highlight our why. That you would highlight the gift that's on our life. Understanding that we're meant to bring that so that the whole body works. Some might be a foot, some might be a shoulder, a neck. We know Jesus is the head. So Holy Spirit, I declare right now that you would reveal the why on each person. That you would reveal the gift and that you would reveal the grace. And that you would help us as a church, as a core team, leadership team, set up the exciting structure that we're planning. That would enable us to see, to cultivate, to get beside, to coach, to mentor, to mother, to father, to pull it up, to pull it out, and then to put that to use in serving and leading. I thank you, Lord, that that's what next year is going to look like. Spoiler alert for Vision Sunday. That, that, it, that it's going to be about us exercising our grace, 